the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Life in the Spirit and why it is so crucial we live that way. Next, here on Times of Refreshing. We talk about it so often, living life in the spirit. But why is it so important? Why is it crucial? You know, some of us, we want to take a look at that and say, well, it's an option. But it really isn't. Our very lives are at stake in all of this, as we'll see today. Living life in the spirit gives us the ability to withstand anything Satan throws at us. If we're not living our life in the spirit, then we're just susceptible to Satan's attacks on any given day. With more on this out of Galatians 5, verses 16 through 26, here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman and today's Times of Refreshing. You know, this dynamic of walking with God and understanding how to walk with God and how to stay in the Spirit is so important for our Christian walk. The devil is a flesh eater. The Bible says that he walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may what? Devour. So he's, a, he's, he's looking for to devour something. He's a flesh eater. The Bible calls him a, a lion, a roaring lion. So he's looking, what can I devour? So to the degree that I stay in the flesh and I live my life in the flesh, to that degree I give him access into my life. But if I walk in the spirit... I live a lifestyle in the spirit, then I hinder his ability to access me and to get into my life and to influence me. So walking in the spirit is important. And Jesus talked about it. The apostle Paul is going to talk about it here. Understanding this war that's going on in the inside of you to, that, that, that everybody experiences. I don't care how long you've been saved. You still got to fight your flesh. Can I have an amen? Now, and then understand everything in your life isn't just a demonic thing. Some of it is you're just in your flesh. You're letting your flesh get the best of you. So everything isn't a demon. Okay, so stop looking for every demon under the rock. Some stuff is, man, I just got to get out of the flesh, man. And learn how to walk in the spirit so I do not fulfill the lust of my flesh. And so God gives us the power to do this. Okay. Galatians chapter 5. And we're going to look at verses 16 on down to 26. I'm going to read the whole thing. And then I'm going to come back and break this down. It says here in verse 16. I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the lust of the flesh, no, for the flesh lust against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. 
Pay attention to the fact that those, when it says spirit, that's a capital S. He's speaking concerning the Holy Spirit. Look at verse 18. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law, the Mosaic law. He says, now the works of the flesh are evident or clearly seen, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering. Wasn't you just talking about that this morning, uh, Minister Darlene was? Long-suffering. <laughs> Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, he says here, envying one another. He says in verse 16, I say then, walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You know, it's important that we understand here that you have a lower nature. Every single one of us has the old Adam in us. And we do wrong because it's our nature to do wrong. When Adam sinned, we all sinned. When Adam fell, we all fell. Now, his nature is resident within us. And so you don't have to teach people to do things wrong. It's just by nature we do things wrong. Well, God's answer for that was to infuse within us the divine nature, to infuse within us his nature through Christ. Okay? Um, For I have been crucified with Christ, but nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ lives where? He lives in me. So now I have another nature. And I say this all the time, whoever you agree with is going to win this this internal struggle and battle that we have on a day-to-day basis. So I have to agree with, I have to come into unity and agree with Christ that's in me. And then he helps me to put to death the old nature or my lower nature, my flesh, with its desires and propensities and, and all the stuff that it, it hungers for and, and everything that comes with my flesh, which is growing corrupt day by day. I have to come out of agreement with my flesh and continue to embrace my new nature. Jacob and Esau wrestled in their mother's womb. It's a fight. It's a fight. There's a fight. And so for us, we have to understand that this is going on inside of you. Know your makeup. That helps you to position yourself right. When you understand, wait a minute, that's the old Adam talking to me. I got to come out of agreement with that. And it's your flesh. It's not, the devil is out here egging you on 
and trying to draw you down the flesh road. The Lord is in here by his spirit saying, come on, let's stay on the right path. Stay on the right path. And so it's important for us to understand this dynamic. And I have to get to a place in my life where I learn how to discern it when I'm in the flesh and when I'm in the spirit. I have to be able to know that. Man, I'm, I'm letting my flesh get the best of me right now. I'm letting my flesh. I have to know that. Can I have an amen, y'all? He says, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Your flesh has desires. Unlawful desires. Your flesh has a way of convincing you that this is okay, this is right, this is what you want. And there's a, and then, and there's a very real desire and hunger for that, whatever it is. And we have to be able to discern that and say, wait a minute, I can't feed. If I feed the monster, I'm going to become a monster. Can I have an amen, y'all? Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. Look at verse 17. He says, for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And they are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. Now watch this here. So now the flesh and the, the, flesh and the spirit are battling one another. They're desiring against one another. They're trying to pull us in opposite directions. And they're opposed to one another. So there's a fight. And sometimes when we're going through life and I, woohoo, man, you know how you really want something? And you really want it. And it's not that what you want is bad. It's just maybe God saying wait or it's not the timing or be more patient or whatever it is. And then you start going through this process and you can almost feel like you're dying on the inside. And you start having a fit. Am I the only one that understands it? Some of y'all looking around at me like I'm crazy. You got Adam in you too. And so you feel like you feel like you're really dying, but you're not really dying. But your flesh is dying because it's not getting what it wants when it wants it. And you're not going to die. It's just that something you just and then you're up at night thinking about it. You're up and you go through this and you're going through this war within you. Because the flesh is warring against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And if you walk in the flesh, then you're going to do the things that you really want to do in terms of fulfilling God's will for your life. This is a real battle. So it says here in verse 18, this is important. He says, but if you are led by the spirit... You are not under, he says, the law. This is the beautiful thing. When, and I said this last week, the law told you what to do. The law of Moses told the children of Israel what to do, but never empowered them to do it. Okay, so always remember that. I want to come from under I want to come from under the influence of my flesh, the law which gave me, now watch this, 
gave me the insight into how bad I was, but never gave me the power. And I want to embrace the Spirit because the Holy Spirit, He now empowers me to do what's right. He convicts me and shows me when I'm wrong, but then He says, here, here's some power so that you can do what's right. How many enjoy that when God just gives you power, power, one that working power? <laughs> some of y'all about to have a flashback. Power, power, one that work. Okay. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. I'm not under the law because the law didn't give me any power. I'm under the Spirit, the new covenant that empowers me to do what's right. He says here, verse 19, this is the manifestation or these are manifestations of your flesh that can become demonic if we continue to stay in this this, uh, agreement with our flesh because we open doors for the devil to come into our lives. Can I have an amen? We have to be watchful. Look what he says here in verse 19, he says, now the works or the manifestation of the flesh are evident, which are, he says, adultery. Adultery starts off as a work of your flesh. But then if we continue to agree, then we open up the door to spirits of adultery. Then now, if, if you have this, now watch this. People, and I was just telling the leadership team this morning, you got to know your history. Because the same demons that tried to take out some of your other family members are the same ones that are going to try to take you out. And you got to know and have discernment to understand that, nah, that's what they did. I can't do this. I got to make sure I stay in the spirit. Can I have an amen, y'all? This stuff is real. This is, this is a problem. People think Christianity is a joke. It's not. This is real, y'all. And so for us, we have to understand that we got to get out of our flesh, get in the spirit so that we align ourselves with God's will for our lives. He says adultery. He says fornication. You know, if you're having sex outside of matrimony and marriage, you're fornicating. And I love you. But this is what Jesus said in his word, and that's not right. When you fornicate with people, you end up with soul ties, all kinds of emotional and mental issues, and then now you start getting to a place where, where, and then now God's mad because he hasn't sanctioned sex that way. Sex is not a problem. Sex, there's nothing wrong with sex. It's how we do it according to the Rules that God has established so we don't hurt each other. Can I have an amen, y'all? So I'm not against sex. I'm saying do it right. And if you, and let me say this, if you're a man in this room, if you say you love her, then what you're waiting for? Lay down, love is laid, lay down your life for her, give yourself to her, and then be married. And then you can have all the sex that you want, and nobody's tripping. The angels are like, okay, well, handle, handle your business. Can I have an amen? Handle your business, all right? We'll be right. We're over here. We'll be good. We're, pro, we're protecting y'all. But if you do it wrong, can I have an amen? Can I preach this this morning? Is this too heavy for y'all? 
We got to get out of the flesh. <laughs> and so if you need, pray. If, you, if you're struggling with your flesh, pray and ask God to help you. But the, our culture has so sexualized every single thing. Can't even watch the television without something sexually suggestive coming forth across the screen. Life isn't sex, y'all. Can I have an amen? Life is not sex. You do it and then you get up and you move on. It's now live the rest of your life. But we have, the devil has so perverted people's mind to think everything is sex. We're so consumed with our appearance, so consumed with this, and so consumed with that. We just, and then the next thing you know, people fornicate, and then they realize that now I'm all emotionally wrapped up in this person. He says, but this starts off as a work of the flesh. Now, it's important that we understand that, and I keep saying it. It starts off as a work of the flesh, but if you open the door to demons, now the demon wants you to start fornicating with everybody. And then, now watch this, y'all. Can I preach on this, y'all? What happens is now, then, once you let the devil in like this, then you're never satisfied. And what happens is now this person's not enough. I got to have that person and that person and that person. And then a person just starts going. And then that person never wants to commit themselves to anybody. It starts off as a work of the flesh. Then the enemy gets in. And then now he takes you around. And and this is what he does. Well, in this church, we're going to talk about it and expose it and rebuke the devil so that people can have freedom. And can I have an amen? He says, he says fornication. He says uncleanness. He says lewdness. He says idolatry. These are all start off as works of the flesh. Then he says sorcery. This is interesting. It says uh, sorcery here or witchcraft, the King James says. It means, this word here in the Greek, sorcery, it means the occult. Means witchcraft. Now watch this. It also means illicit pharmaceuticals. Illicit, illicit pharmaceuticals. It means trance. Magical incantations with drugs. So understand that when we're dealing with sorcery, sorcery also uses things to control and to uh, manipulate a person's mind. Okay, drugs are are form of are tools that the enemy uses to grab a hold of a person's mind and gets the, gets them to go down a certain path and direction. It's it's what the soothsayers and sorcerers use to get people to do what they wanted to do and then keep them coming back for so they can get more money. We have to understand this. And, and I, I want to just say this publicly once again. In this church, we don't believe that it's right in the sight of God. And I'll show you uh, at some point in time, if anybody has any questions, we can get into the Bible. Marijuana is not, is, I don't care what state legalizes it. If you're, if you're in the church smoking, if you're getting high all the time, 
And your mind is, you don't understand that the devil just using this as a tool to get you all whopped up and worked up and get into a place. And then now people are starting to understand all the, uh, the other uh, side effects and stuff that come with this stuff. If, if you can't calm yourself down by praying and seeking God, what does the world come to? You got to get high every night to give, to give yourself peace. Weed is not the prince of peace. You better ask somebody. I'm about to preach this morning. Weed is, marijuana is not the prince of peace. But I know the prince of peace. And he'll put a peace down in your heart that'll settle you. I don't care what's coming on in your life. Can I have an amen? The devil just lies. Now, if you want to do that, then it's okay. That's between you and God. But you're not going to be able to say that I didn't stand up here in the presence of God and tell y'all. No blood on my hands. That's what happens. He says, illicit pharmaceuticals. I don't care what the world tries to name and stuff. It's the control and manipulate and get people going down. Hatred. Is a work of the flesh. If you hate somebody, it starts off as a work of the flesh. We got to understand that we shouldn't hate anybody. I hate the devil. But that's about it. I don't, there's, I, there's nobody on this planet that I hate. It says contentions. Are you always fighting? You're in the flesh. Every job. <laughs> Every job, you're always fighting. Well, maybe it's because you're in the flesh. He told you just don't do that or show up on time. He said show up on time and you want to fight. Well, I was praying in my car. (laughs) No, the Holy Spirit didn't tell you to be late for work. You're in the flesh. (laughs) Contentions, if you're always fighting, sometimes, you know, we deal with marriages, different things. If you're always fighting in your marriage, somebody's in the flesh. You got to look at yourself and say, we got to get out of the flesh, man, and get in the spirit and let God do what he's trying to do. Can I have an amen, y'all? He says here, he says, jealousies. It starts off as a work of the flesh. If you can't be satisfied with what God's doing in your life and you're always looking at what somebody else is doing and then you have a jealousy in your heart towards them because God is using them and not you. We have to stop and say, Wait, man, I'm, I'm, I'm in the flesh. I'm jealous. Outbursts of wrath. There's a place for, for, for um, being angry. He says, be angry, but sin not. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. There's a place for being angry. Jesus looked at his disciples with anger. There's a place for us. God doesn't want us to be without emotion. We should. There's things that we should have a righteous indignation about. And it's, it's right to be angry. I mean, you can't. And, and there's times when you may need to project your voice to make your point across. I said, take out the trash. <laughs> Look at him over there. I said, take out the trash. (laughs) They know I love them. But 
if your mom told you to do it five times and then your mom comes to me and says, hey, I told them five times they're not doing it, then the lion's got to roar. <laughs> and then I go back and <laughs> watch my basketball game. <laughs> Can I have an amen? There's times as a, as a high school football coach when I have to get on kids. And it's funny because, and, and, I, and I do it on purpose. If I have to get on a kid, I'm not going to say, hey, little Johnny, I know you just messed up and you got the quarterback sacked and his back is hurt. And now we're in trouble for the rest of the game. But it's okay. Try to do a better job next time, Johnny. Is that what y'all want me to say? No. I said, dude, what are you doing? You just got him blown up, man. Let's go. And there's times when, and some of my coaches have seen me on purpose. I'll like go ballistic, but, I'll, but I'm doing it on purpose. And I, nah, I'm going to act like this is like the worst thing in the world. Then I'll turn around and look at my coach say, <laughs> you know, there's times, saints, <laughs> there's times when you have to, but that doesn't mean he, but when you have a consistent behavioral problem where you're constantly losing it and out of control and you have outbursts of wrath and you blank for a minute, now we got a problem. Well, thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. This program is the production of The Well Christian Community. And we pray today's broadcast has blessed you and has encouraged you in Christ. If it has, would you take a moment and let us know? There are several ways that you can contact us. First, by mail. The Well Christian Community. Address your envelope to 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also stop by our website, learn more about us, and drop us an email. Thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. And then, of course, by phone, 925-292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. As you visit our website, don't forget to look for the link to our Facebook page. And if you're on Facebook, simply search The Well Christian Community. You can even follow Pastor Napoleon on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman, all one word. Until next time, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may he bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.